0: got Ross to head back. Kids are fucking annoying. We probably don't say that enough. They certainly should give you the heads up at the hospital when you're bringing them home for the very first time. I mean, when you buy a microwave oven, the instructions warn you in all seriousness that it's not a good idea to dry your family pets in the thing. When you buy shares, they tell you that no shit. They can actually go down as well as open value. But no one pulls you aside as you're walking out of Hollow Street with your little bundle of joy and goes, just to warn you, they can be seriously fucking annoying. But they can. I'm calling it. And midterm is when they're at their annoying worst. Surika is always a lot more upbeat about school holidays than I am. On Monday morning, for instance, she was all, oh my God, Roshan Ingle had an amazing piece in the Irish Times at the weekend, suggesting loads of things to do to keep your kids entertained for the week. I was like, I'm not sure if those things are meant to be taken literally, Sirica. What do you mean? Well, it's like those ten ways to a healthier you features. I think you're supposed to just read them and think, I'd love to do stuff like that, if only I could be arsed. Oh my God, Ross, listen to this. At Glore Ennis, the creatures of Whistlebury Forest are confused. Spring has arrived early, and Huggy the Hedgehog must embark on a musical adventure to wake up the rest of the creatures in the forest, suitable for children aged three to five accompanied by an adult. I was like, yeah, have you met our children, Sirica? Excuse me? I'm saying that Brian, Johnny and Leo's effing and blinding will wake the creatures of Whistlebury Forest long before anyone gets to play a note. Plus it's in Ennis. What's wrong with Ennis? I'm not going to dignify that question with a response. All I will say is that as long as they're holding Joey Corbury down there against his will, I won't be contributing anything to the local economy. End of conversation. So just to prove a point to me, Surica decided to bring them down there anyway. We're talking Honour and her three brothers. She arrived home that night looking like a woman who'd been rescued from a capsized boat after living on toothpaste and rainwater for 30 days and nights. From this alone, I gathered that some seriously bad shit had gone down in Whistlebury Forest. All Surika would say before she took to the bed was, I think we should take it in turns to do the things on Roshan Ingle's list. You can bring them tomorrow. So she pointed at the paper just before she lost consciousness, and I picked it up and saw that she put a big, angry asterisk beside the following item. Watch out for dinosaurs when you visit temporary exhibition Jurassic Skies and meet with scientists, artists and storytellers to discover more about when these creatures took to the air. You'll get to inspect dinosaur fossils, bird feathers and bones. Museum of Decorative Arts and History, Collins Barracks, Dublin 7. I get a sudden flashback to my school days when Mrs. Culhane, our first-year science teacher, took us to the Natural History Museum to see some dinosaur bones against the express orders of Father Dennis Fairley, the school principal, who didn't agree with that kind of thing. She ended up being sacked while Faheli called an assembly to assure us that God planted the bones on Upper Marion Street just to test our faith in the Old Testament, of which he was a major fan. Anyway, I digress. The following morning, Honor helped me put the boys into the car. I started the engine and went, OK, who wants to go and see a load of old, allegedly dinosaur bones? And there was, like, silence in the back. Then I went, and who wants to go to Dundrum Town Centre? I know it's accepted that I'm the cool parent, but there were actual cheers in the car. So Dundrum it ended up being. Honor went off shopping while me and the boys did all the usual fun stuff. First, I filled their little bellies with weirdly coloured ice cream. Then we went outside, stood on the little bridge, and they vomited it back up into the fountain. Then we played this game where we all pulled up our hoods and tried to sneak into McDonald's, the Build-A-Bear workshop, and other establishments that have put us on their band lists. It ended up being an all-right day until Honour rang me in the middle of the afternoon and went, Dad, do you remember Christmas? You told me not to be driving your car anymore. I reached for my pocket. And my body turned instantly cold. She took my fucking keys. I was like, Honour, where the fuck are you? Ranala, she went. Not that that's relevant. The only reason I'm ringing is because there's like a Gorda checkpoint ahead. Wasn't there something on the news about how they're like impounding cars if the driver doesn't have a full licence? I was like, you're 13 years of age, Honour. They'll impound you. So there I was, standing outside the craft butchers, trying to come up with a plan. While well, Brian, Johnny, and Leo dragged a fiberglass golden Labrador full of money intended for the blind towards the escalators, then tried to lift it over the gourd rail. Okay, just leave it there, I went. Sorry, guys, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to your sister here. Honor was like, You mean just leave it in the middle of Renala? Yeah, no, I'll just report it's stolen. Just get a my taxi back here, will you? And that's when I heard the most humongous crash the sound of a fiberglass dog full of money exploding into a million pieces three floors below us. The boys raced off down the escalators to fill their little pockets and as I raced after them all I could think was I have no idea how much money they pay teachers in this country but I do know it's not nearly enough.